This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What was your first experience like going to a play party? First one was terrible. I went to a, it was like a grandparent's home covered in wicker and pictures of grandkids. And oh, it was a very, um, that's real sexy. Like my partner and I did have a little bit of, Central experience on 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 the uh, living room bed, and like a bunch of dudes just came running to like watch. Like, oh, this is not, this is weird. Like, people are desperate for some erotic action in this place. It's so strange. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. Welcome. I'm Cam Potter. And I'm Karen Lee Potter. My mother is a sex expert, cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial. And my son is a peach of a guy, a clown, a comic, and a mime. Are you saying a peach of a guy because I'm wearing a peach shirt today? You have a, a peach on your shirt, yes. That is correct. We chat about sex, don't we, mother? We do for a lot of reasons, but mostly for the fuck of it. We do it because we need to open the conversation around sex. We have a lot of fun. And a lot of laughs while we do it. And today, we really freaking accomplished that one. Oh, yeah. We have sex nerd Sandra on the show. If you guys don't know, sex nerd Sandra was one of the first and best sex podcasters out there. Right. So she came. She, she came, was a pioneer. She really was a pioneer. She teaches. She's she's a sex educator. Uh, she's, she's worked in sex shops. She's talked to every major sex expert out there let's on her just, podcast, Sex Nerd Sandra. Yeah, let's just get to the meat of the matter. She knows how to give a perfect blowjob. Right. And so she comes on the show to educate us on how to give a perfect blowjob because she teaches those classes. And uh, she, we also chat about her whole history of being a sex nerd and, and yeah. what it means and also how, how the podcast came to be, which yeah. is a, a very fortuitous and cool kismet story. Oh, I like that. Fortuitous and cool. I just call it Beshert. Yes, I know. But, but the real reason I think you guys should listen to this is because she is a fascinating woman. She has Brilliant. done a lot in the terms of her own personal play parties and polyamory and all kinds she, of yeah she she really has done a lot of self-exploration right. as well um and that's what the fun of it is and we started a new little little quiz with our guests we're doing a segment on the show which we haven't found the name for yet but it's like rapid fire sex questions to really get to know someone and an example of the, these types of questions would be in three words how would you describe the first time you had sex mother how would you do that oh me yes you get three words. You just rapid fired me. You got rapid. You got rapid. Rapid fired. Okay, I'm gonna go with hot, horny, and awesome. And <laughs> 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 what, what three words you? would you define your first encounter with? Oh, sex? Uh, quick, <laughs> surprising, <laughs> uh, funny, and um, uh premature was the last one <laughs> it was so you had two two adjectives describing the same issue <laughs> quick well, it's because i came twice very prematurely both times <laughs> you had a double header it was a double header um all right so we what we go through these rapid fire sex questions at the towards uh the later half of the interview and i mean we really got to know her and uh she's a fascinating person i, I i've listened to her for years so i'm very excited that you guys are, are getting to experience her. Her show went off the air for a while as she did some own, her own self-healing. And, um, and it's going to be coming back on in a theater near you. That is some breaking news for you guys. Okay, so 
we need to thank our sponsor for this episode before we go any further, because without them, this would not be possible. It's clone a willy. Mother, what are your thoughts on clone a willy? First of all, I do a clone a pussy. Okay, you're clone a pussy. Basically, you make a silicone replica of your uh, vulva. And if you do clone a willy, you can actually insert a vibrator inside the clone a willy. So it, you're basically making a vibrating replica of your penis. It's a very fun experience. It was a hilarious experience if you go back and listen to the, the episode that we did when you did it with your brother. So for the holidays, get your own clone a willy. Yes, it's a great gift to give someone. And guess what? You get a discount. Yeah. If you go to cloneawilly.com and enter promo code MOM, M-O-M, you get 20% off. That is a freaking deal. And think about it. Instead of having some randos dick up you, you might as well get somebody who you know. I have this thing in my sh- in my in my drawer. Yeah, and I, I pull it out. You know, every so often to look at, it, but maybe one day you might auction it off to the highest bidder. Maybe here. maybe one, to one of our patrons. Speaking oh, of patron, Patreon, throw the Patreon ball a curveball at us. Uh, we have a bonus episode with Sex Nerd Sandra on our Patreon. Uh, page. You do not want to miss this bonus episode. Go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. In this episode, we talk all about play parties, play parties and what to wear at play parties, how to get invited to a play party or how to go to one. Um, Is it always about kink? I mean, we get into the details about play parties. So if you're interested at all in more hearing more from Sex and Sandra, go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. We have a review on iTunes that we'd like to share with you. We love when you guys leave us reviews and we got one that's so sweet. I I just wanted to read it from Toronto Giel. This says the subject line is obsessed is an understatement. Five stars. It's not just silly talk. This podcast really encourages you not only to to ask yourself what your body really desires, but also to question sexy time myths we have come to accept as a culture. These mans out here always say, I'm a giver. Your pleasure is my pleasure, as they proceed with the in and out pump, dump, and pass out routine. If you really want to please a woman, you have to unpack the myths about sex you never even knew about till you start listening to this podcast on the regular. Much love from a happy ending masseuse in Canada. Wow. That is awesome, right? Whoa, what a compliment. Thank yeah. you. What from from the happy ending Mrs. Toronto Giel. So she actually gives happy endings. She does. And we'll have to ask her about that, but this is such a sweet thing. I'm glad in in this episode in particular we do get into, you know, how to really pleasure someone and in, in the the importance of the, the chess game that is Sandra I calls like it. The chess game. You're right. You're right. You're right. So okay. thank you to, to that special listener. And just two more little quick announcements. One, we have merch. We have great t-shirts. You can get at sextalkwithmymom.com. You have to visualize a t-shirt. It is me and you. And I'm dressed as a mom. You're dressed as a cougar. Okay, yes. moving on. What? You can get it. It's, another, it's another great gift for the holidays. It's so go fun to, sex to wear. Talk, yeah, and it is, the re- it, they're dope shirts. And okay, so but I just don't want to spend so con- much time just, talking I about I know, this. but I think it's important to understand why you want to wear it. You get people asking you questions, and it's a good conversation. People always say, I don't know what to talk about. You wear this T-shirt, you'll have plenty to talk about. I'm going to have plenty to talk about with you after this introduction because it's going on for way too long. Okay, the other way that we'd love to he- we'd love to get in touch with you is through our hotline, which is Yes Text Mom. Give us a shout either through voicemail or text. Just call Yes Text Mom, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, any thoughts that this episode raises, if you've ever been to a play party and have a funny story, we'd love to hear it. If you would give a perfect blowjob, we'd like to hear it. Yes, text mom. I also want to make a quick announcement. We have very exciting news. We allude to it in this episode, but Sex Nerd Sandra is back on the air. So enjoy this episode and check out our podcast if you like it. Let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the Sex Nerd Sandies. Oh, it's actually Sandra's. <laughs> and the play parties. Enjoy. And we welcome sex nerd Sandra. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> you got sexy in here. Yeah, so. you, that was such a sensual Very intro. sultry. I'm freaking pumped to have you here. Are you? I am. Good. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. I'm honored and I appreciate the invitation. Here I am. Here you are uh, in our texting. You were giving me some potential topics, which include uh, the perfect blowjob. You brought up perfect blowjob. I just said I, <laughs> yeah. I could talk about blowjobs a yeah. lot. Oh, <laughs> I guess it, but, I didn't yeah, realize who, that who that was my... Uh, about perfection, by the way? 
But I, I love that that's the question because then I get to go like, no, but yes, but no, but yes. So, so maybe that's where we start off. I, right off the bat, can you tell us about the perfect blowjob? Or at least close to perfect. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, so when I was teaching uh, workshops on blowjobs, which are uh, people asked for them a lot, um, I did a, like a beginner class and a 201 class. And the difference really was like the 101 sort of basics and also what you would do on a one-night stand where you know nothing about what the dick prefers. Oh, so right? this is like a universal catch-all blowjob. Yeah, and then okay. 201's more like personalizing your blowjob depending on like what uh, feedback you're getting. Oh, wow. Custom tailoring. Yeah, it's artisanal. It's free, it's free range. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so like 101, so I would think about like, what are some general moves that really feel good generally to people who have penises and that you could probably feel pretty confident about. And one move I found that, um, men in the audiences would nod like aggressively <laughs> yeah. when I would talk about this. Cause a lot of couples would come, a lot of friends would come, a lot of just, there'd be a lot of men. It's not just women. Like everybody's interested in receiving and giving good oral sex. Uh, so the move would be, how do I even, I haven't taught a blowjob class in a while because I've kind of been doing other things, school and just taking care of myself. But, you know, I've already talked about hand motions and a couple other mouth moves. But when we get to a swirl where you just put the head of the penis in your mouth and then kind of just swirl around so that your tongue is hitting the entire just going around and around on it but it's in your mouth so you can't see the tongue swirling um but i've done that good job (laughs) great job (laughs) i'm so proud of myself for figuring that out yeah the other thing was when you use your two hands like a very sensual um it's like you know when you're like uh using a pepper grinder and your hands are going opposite ways, but think of that with a lot of lube and sensual. Oh, and then you kind of, <laughs> yeah, because that sounds kind of, without that it would be very painful, right? And so, and so you're like just like smooshing or like in opposite directions, and then moving up the shaft, and then down the shaft, and then back and forth. I love so, the visuals, by the way. Yeah, I, I wish uh, it, this should be filmed because it, be filmed it, it is like a very good Use your uh, imagination. Yes, but pepper grinders is good. Yeah, that is actually so. It yeah. really incorporates down. hand jobs with blow jobs, is what you're saying. It's not just completely blow jobs. No, I mean, just oral sex on the penis and balls. It's all hand stuff. Like, a good blowjob can be 80% hands. It really can. You know, you know, this is, this is not my experience. So, I mean, no, no. <laughs> I, I, have, uh, I mean, it's okay if you disagree. No, I completely agree with you. But oh. what I've received has not often involved hand job. What mm-hmm. with blowjob is usually just the mouth and up and down. And then I'm like, all right, that it's... I imagine your way would be feeling much better, but that's not what I've received. Hey, have it's you fluid. ever thought about telling that your partner, like, hey, uh, use your hands? At that point, I've already come, and I, it's, <laughs> there's nothing to share. Uh, clearly, it was good enough. And <laughs> if orgasm is your goal, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just creating. I'm more, You're right. I more want to give people tools. When I teach classes, I want to help people expand their toolbox. Mm-hmm. So what they're already doing is probably great. And also, isn't it nice to like think of a few a few new moves and kind of like, get re-inspired and maybe get a new idea? You know, just change that it up would, a bit. And what about using ice? It's cool. I mean, how how <laughs> so <laughs> pun intended? What no, I mean, it is cool. Like hold it in your mouth. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, that can be fun. I mean, like ice water in your mouth, or yeah, or the old school Altoid trick. Uh, what have the Altoid in your mouth and while you're having yeah, so getting it's, well, supposedly numbs the the head of the dick. I've heard stuff about how mint it, like numbs different um, nerve endings. I hear more about it uh, stopping your gag reflex more than... Oh. Um, but whenever... I used to work at a sex store and people would come in a lot and ask for... Okay, so we had numbing agents, right? For like if somebody wanted to last longer. I don't recommend it. But one thing they'll do is like put a numbing um, agent on their, their penis. Mm-hmm. And then other people would want something tingly, right? And a lot of people would switch the two words. And so numbing would mean tingly and tingly would mean numb. And so I'd have to really find out oh. what they really wanted to accomplish. Yeah, because uh, it, it can create yeah. the opposite effect. Uh, yes. Right. It, it was just interesting how we use our words to describe sensations. Oh, very interesting. We don't always <laughs> communicate it well. Yeah. Um, why, why don't you recommend that numbing group? I don't recommend it, for if, especially if, if you're with a partner and then you end up numbing her and then she can't feel anything. Right, that's one of the issues is you might numb your partner. I mean, ideally, if you did want to use it, you would put it on you until you 
felt like a diminishing of sensations and then like maybe baby wipe off the extra. Also, if you do a cream, those aren't condom safe. And uh, if you're not using a condom, you know, it could affect your partner. Also, why are we trying to stop our body from feeling? Mm. I think a lot of men instead of, or, you know, men traditionally in, in our society get taught to not feel things or you're mm-hmm. weak if you feel things. You know, you feel something and then that gives you an orgasm. Oh no, you're so bad. Yeah. Um, you instead mean of, like if you come too soon type of thing. Yeah, coming, well, when I say come too soon, what's too soon? It's like right. before you wanted to. Right. right. Um, and so there are other ways to get in touch with how you're feeling and control that and expanding what sex looks like so that you're not constantly just pounding and stimulating the head of your penis. Mm. Angles that like minimize how much that like the more sensitive areas feel like if you're tend to orgasm because you have a lot of pressure on your, like the base of your penis, maybe like don't go in so deep, you know, if it's the head that tends to push you over, like maybe angle it. So it's more, it's, you know, depending on where this, if you're having, depending on which hole you're having sex with or (laughs) which hand, um, it's just, it's just, there's so many options. There are so many options. So in the when in the tailored version. Sorry, I forget that I know all this stuff, and then somebody asks me, and I'm like, God, I just have so much to say. I forget. This you know, you great. just go around. I'm in a bio class. I don't think about this. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. I do know that. Uh, so in a tailored option, what are the key variables that you can play with? Key variables. Okay. Well, that's so funny. It's funny you asked. Um, great <laughs> question. So I actually have a um, like a seven point sort of. Diff- if you imagine your pleasuring options as the giver, uh, as a, a sliding board, like a mixer board with a bunch of different slides, I have seven of those that I'll talk about in classes, like um, knowing anatomy options for pleasure, because um, a lot of people don't know just the basic, you know, where the hotspots are. Oh, um, interesting. I don't angles, even know. Angles, the angle you Wait, approach. Cam, you don't know where your hotspots are? I don't think so. Is your entire penis a hotspot? Well, yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe it is, right? I think it might be. He thinks his, his penis gets on fire and the rest of his body gets numb. Okay. All right. This is... Thank you for sharing. Is, <laughs> well, we, just, we just talked about this. He has I, we had a fiery penis. No, no, no. This basically, sometimes when, I, when I'm turned on with someone who I'm not necessarily very comfortable around emotionally, mm-hmm. my, the rest of my body will get very cold, but my dick will get very warm and, <laughs> and hard. <laughs> And and that's a very strange. I'll be like huh. teeth chattering, <laughs> hot fire did dick. You, did you just Interesting. stop sex in there? It's stop her. You've never heard that in your years of <laughs> of podcasting. I don't know if each person that experiences that would be able to describe it in such awareness. Uh, you sound more sensitive. body aware. Thank you very much for saying it like that. It makes me feel much better that this is not something that's a, an anomaly, but rather just something I'm aware I of. I mean, some people do people. go numb. Like they, they're like, um, but you're just, you get cold. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like that snowman in Frozen. What's his name? Yes, that's exactly it. Olaf. Oh, you're like Olaf. <laughs> do you like to keep your socks on? I, I have never done that. that. Oh, I'm I'm all about keeping my socks on because it's, it's it feels more orgasm, comfortable. Right? Yeah, and it's easier to come. Just keep, oh, she. That's what that was her I, response saying. Totally. Yeah, if you yeah. keep your socks on, it will have a better orgasm. Yeah, there's some research on it. I, somebody I do, is it a good research? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> but either. It sounded good. And then I, what it type came of socks? My mother. You know, if they're striped, does that matter? Wool. Wool. I was thinking wool. Wool is yeah, going to be I, a good is, sock for orgasming. I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm really glad we got some good info in this podcast. Okay, so you were talking about the hot spots. Oh, that was number the, one. Yes. Oh, um, guys, so I lined it up like amps with three A's. So we've got anatomy, angles, um, ar- the level of arousal, because you're going to experience sensation differently depending on how aroused you are. And, and sorry to interrupt again. These these seven variables are for how to like. Play how to with play it. with your own pleasure or somebody else's. And it's not just for a blowjob, but for anything. For anything, yeah. And it could be men so, or men So like, or, let's like, say I'm talking, like if I'm, you're asking about the artisanal blowjob. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> see, moisture, movement, pressure, oh. and speed. So those are all oh of the one ones. So I just call it um, amps, like amping up your pleasure. So... If I let's say okay, I'm sitting in a chair right now, and let's say I'm somebody was standing. Yes, I, I literally is standing, want to write this okay, down. They are, li- they are literally writing notes. Um, <laughs> so someone's standing in front of me erect, right? So let's assume that their penis is aimed straight at me, and they have a decent amount of flexibility, so I can move their penis in every, any direction. Um, and I've been with them a while. Maybe I know that when they make a certain sound, like "oh," you know, that's their arousal is getting heightened, and so I know, like, okay, that's going up, and I. Uh, maybe that means that the head of their penis can take more sensation because at first, a lot of people do like 
Do you like chess? I love yes. chess, right? So when you talk about chess, you think about your opening moves, your like middle game, and then your end game, or I forget what you call the end, end game. But the close or whatever. Call it a happy ending. Right, and so a lot of people do their closing moves at the beginning. Like they think if they just keep like hitting the clit or like really jerking off at the tip of the dick, like it's wow, right? You're like skipping to the end. So you got to have opening moves. So if somebody's already making the oh oh sound, maybe they're like shifting to the middle game, right? Where I might, um, and I know that maybe they like a long stroke, so I might do like three long and then like too short, so that I don't want them to get too close to the end game. I want them like stay in it. So I'll do like the really satisfying stuff and then uh, you know, ease wow. off a little bit. And, and so the way you can play with someone's arousal, um, so I'm the, so there I'd be playing with motion, right? So long and then short. And then maybe I, I, when I squeeze harder, maybe they go soft. Maybe this, so that's not the right move. So maybe that's some way I can diminish their arousal. But if I go like real soft and grazy, they get really erect. If that's a sign of their arousal, maybe it's not, you know, I, so it's each person's different, but that's kind of the stuff that I'll clue into. And so when people would ask me about how to give a good blowjob, I would always kind of go back to these seven variables that I play with. Those are great. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, the thing is that obviously the partner has to be willing to experiment like that. A lot of people are like, just do it my way. I like it this way. And I know how to make myself, you know, calm. And and like you said, if that's the end goal, yeah, then that's okay too. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, it's not as exciting. Yeah, I mean, some, <laughs> some, some people just want to get off. Yeah, and right. get on with it. Life. That's okay. But if the partner kind of wants to like, kind of relish in it a little bit, maybe don't rush so fast. You know, but right. then there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of like expectations about what it means. Maybe some people want to rush through it because they they're afraid they're not going to be able to perform for longer yeah you know it's that's a big problem and then the other thing is on the opposite would be you know if the guy i'm just talking about heterosex right now if the guy just like immediately goes right down to the vagina i mean just like skips over everything what a bummer yeah (laughs) and then when they get down to the vagina all they start doing is like some serious not even alphabet soup they do the whole like you know really fast rhythmic uh, you know like it's it, it can be really bad so it's there's a lot of education yeah do you get the like, does it for me it hurts does like, that like really it, intense like it kind of burn hurts when somebody's just like click 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 yeah. click click yes, click click yes, click yes, yes. yeah there yeah click click yeah it's like why why you're like slow the fuck down what yeah. are you doing? I physiologically, cannot handle that sensation. I, I don't think anybody can, because you're, you're, the, the clit is so much more sensitive. Than so that would be the end game for. Yeah, like my body can't. My body tends to really benefit from more broad sensation to focus sensation when I'm in my end game, or, or like high arousal. Right. Really I think everybody's comfortable, feeling safe and and ar- like that's when I can really like get like hard tongue. Blah, 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 yeah. Right there. <laughs> and then you then you want it, but you have to get to that point and it's got to be gradual. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. This yeah. is what the, the pleasure mechanics, mm-hmm. do you know them? They came on our show. They, they're... The pleasure mechanics? I've never heard of them. They're oh, incredible. You'd be in love with them. They yeah. have this whole idea of going from out to in. That, well, and that's then what go back just out said. to in. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, it's good. This yeah. is this is it. You mm. and the pleasure mechanics, same mindset. I yes. love it. I love it. And they're onto something good. I like that. Yeah, um, they're awesome. All right. And the thing about oh, the oh thing no, about, no, no. The thing about men or people with penises is that <laughs> really it breaks my heart because we have such a minimal idea of what male sexuality can be. And so, you know, we like women, all these switches and the guy's like an on off button. And that's so, it's just, you miss so many amazing, wonderful nuances to like penises and people with high testosterone. It's just, I don't know. I agree. I mean, this is why I think, I think, yeah, I'm able to come immediately when someone is like, looks at you going up and down on my dick with it, with their mouth. But, you know, it would be much more pleasurable if there was this whole chess situation going on where she is aware like, Oh, this to make this last longer. There, there are certain zones that are not as intense. Mm-hmm. And God, you're making me want to teach workshops. Again. Yeah. Because then there's the opposite of that, which is like, you can't, the guy can't get hired because it's the first time he's with a girl and he's got performance anxiety. Oh, I get, I, in my life, I have had so many people with, I say people with penises because there's just so many different gender expressions. Right. Right. But for um, the sake of argument, well, just people in my life, who get erections that are visible it's just like yeah i seem to just be like the erection killer 
Uh, oh no! You're, it's it's, it's no totally way. not you. It, 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 and see, now immediately, me immediately, you had the urge to make me feel better about it, as if I took it personally. No, but I'm saying I know it's not you because it happened to me. So it's you. It could be me. No, no. it's not you. <laughs> no, I never took it personally either. I think it's just very nerve wracking, especially if the woman is very confident. Maybe that yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it can be intimidating, or it just could be every guy is a little nervous in the first time they're with someone because they don't know what's going to happen if they're going to. If it's going to go up or down, they're not 100% sure. Do you do you think that it's it's you more than like the average? Okay. Is it you? Is it you, does Sandra? Does it happen, happen to you more than other people with, with guys? I don't know. I, you know, I've never, it's not, I don't know, it's not something that I've really thought about much. It's just like, that was a thing. And another person would just be nervous and I'd be like, it's. I'm glad just to be here, bro. Yeah. Um, but just over time, I'm like, that's a pattern. Moving on. That's interesting. I I don't. Uh, it's funny because you're. I we we kind of were talking about this earlier with regard to. So for our listeners, our dog. Uh, we have a dog here who is His a little. Name is Gus. He's he's a little multi poo. He's very sensitive to people's energies. So depending on what what the guest comes into the apartment like. He will either approach them like very happily or fucking shy away and cower yeah. in a corner. Yeah. And for you, he was like in your lap licking you. He was like, I so think he had an you. erection. He probably did have an erection. <laughs> He's covering me in his kisses. Yeah. So I, that is surprising. I mean, I guess get, like people with penises are not necessarily the same as dogs, but you do have a very calming presence. So I, it would be that surprising to me that it would happen to you more than someone who's like super intimidating. Like, I feel like that might happen more with my mother. What does that mean? <laughs> Was it much higher intensity? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Dogs love me too. By I, the all way. right, I shouldn't compare you, but th- I couldn't no, imagine I like someone. It. Go ahead, go ahead. I, 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 I agree with you. Some, I, I can be very intimidating. No, I don't think. I don't. I actually don't think that it applies to you either. To be quite honest, but I, I can imagine there are some people out there that it's just too intense. Like, like I, I would, you know. I tend to go deep really fast. Like I'm just to kind of. I think me too. Uh, that's that's what it is. Chat. So it's like there's like nowhere to hide. I think there's oh, a lot of vulnerability. Wow. And then in yeah. this situation, then then I could imagine people get nervous. Yeah. We figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they know you're a sex educator, they're like, oh my god, how am I going to perform if she? Oh, a this sex pattern educator. was way before I was a sex educator. It's a, it's like like the whole gus theory it's they, they sense an energy they sense something and some people can get very intimidated by it because they want to keep that wall up yeah and i think sometimes that wall is necessary for casual sex do you feel that way or no uh not necessarily mm. no no i think kind vulnerable connected casual sex is powerful mm. and yeah, I hate to burst your bubble there. I'm like, maybe you need that. Also, but I'm not a huge casual sex person. Why but not? When I, why not? I'm just, I'm not really built that way. Like, I'm polyamorous. So my orientation is to just love multiple people. So when I connect with someone, I tend to want to feel like warm and good and fuzzy about them, even if it's for one or two times. When did um, you figure out you're polyamorous? I've been, I've loved multiple people since i was in preschool like i've just always had a long list of crushes and interests and it's just the way that i'm made the way i'm Hmm. wired yeah what i choose to do with that in my relationships through time is you know kind of it evolves and it's flexible but um i look back and oh yeah that's always been a thing for me in in society never intimidates you to you know oh i felt horrible guilt for years like if we want to dig into that like oh yeah it's been about seven or eight years since I've been like, oh, this is the way I'm conducting my life and really exploring what that means. And there's a lot of ways it does not work. Uh, for me, like in, you, know, you talk to 10 polyamorous people, you're going to get 10 different stories, 10 different ways of doing it. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, I'm a loyal, committed girlfriend. Like I am in it. And also I might have <laughs> a deep burning passionate interest in somebody else and just feel terrible about it because i'm not i'm I'm broken i'm not supposed to feel like that what does it mean does that mean that i don't love my partner what does that mean you know Mm. um it turns out it doesn't mean anything it's just it just means that that's the way i'm wired that's all yeah Yeah. but you have to accept that in yourself and at the beginning it might have been real difficult it was hearing nina hartley speak who's a, a nurse a sex educator and a porn star uh, she talked about, have you ever had her on the show? Oh, yeah. I'm okay, pretty close cool. friends with her. Okay, nice. Yeah. And I saw her like, do a just a Q&A, and she talked about how each person she meets hits like different heartstrings. Like, like, there's a harp in her heart. 
Oh, wow. And, and so and so her husband like hits tons of strings, whereas some people hit like two strings. And and that really resonated for me. Hmm. Very interesting. Do you, when you were in when you are in polyamorous relationships, do the other people in the relationship need to be polyamorous as well or is it does it vary? It's challenging. I mean, I was in a relationship for a couple of years with somebody who was monogamous or just tended to be monogamous. This wasn't really they were okay with me being poly and like dating other people. I didn't do it a lot. Like when I'm in a relationship, I tend to just sort of focus on that. It, so it's not like I'm just constantly dating. Um, and I had a girlfriend at the same time um, that was far away. So I don't know. It was it was hard. Looking back, the mistakes I made were that I tolerated allowing somebody that I love to be uncomfortable so that I could be happy. And I'd, I'd rather not. It, that felt a little unethical, like looking back. Hmm. Um, but then if you were not able to do how you felt your heart needed to go then you would be compromising yourself to make the other person feel good i mean i'm comfortable with compromise and the 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 underlying empowerment of saying i'm polyamorous is that i feel proud and forgiving of myself for feeling love for multiple people that's how i feel that doesn't mean that's how i'm going to act yeah gotcha um yeah it's like you can be bisexual and in a monogamous marriage to somebody of a certain gender you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's people have a hard time wrapping their heads around that. Mm-hmm. No, you know? we actually just again had someone recently on the show that had that situation. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. It can be challenging, but relationships are challenging. You know? How about your parents? Are they are, are you are they married or what's it? Um, yeah, they were married. Yeah, I've my parents are together. Word, my I have one parent that's living, one parent that's passed. So, oh, um, right. but the I'm whole so time sorry. they were they were married. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, they were, they were good. But they, they showed you uh, a monogamous relationship. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That what? I know of. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But, they, but um, were they aware of your uh, polyamorous relationships? So my mom knows um, that I have multiple relationships and tend to do that. And she just, I don't know, she's great. She's just like, just be happy, okay? Oh. Um. She was confused when I came out as bisexual several years ago. She was like, does that mean that, is that why you don't want to have children? I'm like, what does that have to do with wanting kids? <laughs> so I had to like straighten her out a little bit on that. But yeah. And we'd like to take a quick pause to thank our sponsor. Now, mom, the holiday season is coming up. What are you getting for your partner, D's? Funny you should ask. I had a brainstorm. Yes. Sometimes, you know, that of winter, things get a little boring. If you want to spice up, your sex life, make a clone of Willie. Make a clone of Deez's dick. <laughs> For those who don't know, a clone of Willie is a do-it-yourself craft kit. It creates a silicone replica of whatever you put inside it. So if you if you want to make a, a replica of your penis, put your dick in there. A pussy? Put your pussy on there. And you can give it to a partner or keep it for yourself. It's a phenomenal gift. And it's it, as you said, it's a great way to spice up your sex life. It's fun just making it and then you have it afterwards to look at. The process of making it could be funny or it could be very sensual and sexy because you you have to kind of like arouse the other partner. Yes, and a combination of both. It's phenomenal. So this holiday season, that is our number one gift that we can recommend to you. Clonawilly.com. Go to clonawilly.com and enter promo code MOM to get 20% off your entire order. How did they respond when you started doing your sex podcast? Oh, really positively. Um, really, I had worked at a uh, education-focused sex store for many years. And at first, my dad was so worried, you know, because he was imagining something really like a seedy, fluorescently lit place with an arcade. Like, it's just a place where... You know, it's the like peep hey, show in the back. Yeah, or like, hey. Like, but it was just, a, I mean, working at a sex store is one of the greatest experiences I've ever had because people, everyone's afraid of you. It's the only retail oh, experience wow. that feels good because people are like afraid of you. Just they and come in shy. Like, with their tails between their legs. Yeah, they walk in, they immediately grab a basket and it stays empty the entire time and they oh, just walk around clinging I, to I've it. I've had this experience. Yeah. Oh, of course. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so sweet. And so, uh, Anyway, so he was worried about that. At some point, he had to drop something off for me, and he had to like come to the store, and like he got to see like, oh, this is, it's very swank in there, and like cool music, and just very warm atmosphere. And he's like, oh, okay. So that I think clicked for him a bit. 
Oh, interesting. I so, would love to work in, a, in a, those kind of stories. And I would just get a kick out of everybody walking in. At first, they're like, you know, I'm real embarrassed. And the next thing you know, how do you give me something for anal? You know, I could just see it go from one that end. That has happened. Yeah, yeah, I could just see that one end. to the, Maybe that's because that was me I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, <laughs> go on, go on. So, um, oh, I had several thoughts. So their, their response overall with the sex podcast was, was positive. Uh, yes, it, it had a pretty big um listenership right off the bat which was overwhelming for me but gave my parents a sense of legitimacy <laughs> that's hilarious yeah, it is true yeah. though they it, it that's how people judge that oh well yeah. she was on megan kelly she must be okay that's what that's what our, well, they are no, like, i no, i don't think i've ever had any major i never really sought out being on major broadcast shows it's like such an odd Thing, but yeah, get on Oprah and you're set for life. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, so, so uh, on on those lines, how do you think you became so popular so quick? I was part of a network that was just growing at oh. the time, so there was a big listenership from the. It was nerd, the Nerdist Network mm. uh, when it first. So I was one of the first shows to be like rolled out. I mean, they ended up rolling out like twenty twenty five. Oh wow! Uh, but um, how did Nerdist accept you? I mean, were they like? Yes, we need a sex podcast. Or it it came out really. It was so random. I actually met Hardwick, the um the host of the Nerdist podcast. He came in to buy a dildo for a oh my god lost. It was the lost finale. Like imp- it was like an improv a skit improv show at UCB, which is a local right. comedy place. And com- comedians are always going to sex stores to buy props for things. Yes, like it's true. So I don't know. I was just. I didn't know who he was. He was just a guy who needed a thing for, com- he was just ah. another comedian. Um, and so we just, I worked with him to figure out how to like attach the prop so that he could like unveil it at the right time and the sh- you know, whatever. And he asked for my card. He is the first person I ever gave my business card to because I had just gotten the made Sex Nerd Zondra business card. Sick. And he invited me to write for the site because it was just starting to expand. You know, you have something good and you bring more people on. So he was doing that. And then about a year later, he invited me to, be a podcaster and I did have a background in broadcast journalism from school I was interested in making anthropological films like in you know, <laughs> the jungles of wherever oh my god but um and I liked I liked radio I loved nonprofit radio and, and like that but I'd been told it was dying so I just kind of moved on so it's really funny that through my passion for sex I actually got to be involved in radio you were discovered you were literally discovered would you call that a discovering yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i was i was already teaching i was already like doing my thing um right but you were literally honored that to have been a starlet here's here's what's crazy (laughs) you had a business card made called that said sex nerd sandra yeah so we were laughing because he was nerdist and nerd right yeah if you there's a there's a jewish word called beshert if you don't believe in fate that means fate I don't know what else is because really the, the you could stars, just use the word fate the stars <laughs> were kismet serendipitous the stars were aligned for you for this whole thing to happen and what's the likelihood it's bonkers of, of the, the nerdist uh, organizer whatever he was the founder to come in and you already had business cards that said sex nerd Sandra and it's just like it was meant to be yeah it was it was a it was a turning point in my life of course yeah. yes pretty cool I it was it was intense. Like for me, I was not prepared. For so you didn't work up like the ladder, like most podcasts have to do. Like our yeah, <laughs> our podcast has taken like a little roller coaster ride to get up to where we are right now. Yeah, I respect it's not that. Been I st- absolutely straight shot. Like I that. probably wouldn't have done it because I don't have the. This is probably the only way I would have done it is to just have somebody be like, "Come on," and like, "Okay." Um, <laughs> but you know what's cool about you is that we met you at Patreon. Yeah, for, the, for Patreon, fun. for people who don't know what Patreon is, we're all Patreon members here, um, Patreon creators. And initially we said, oh, we'd love for you to come and be our guest. And you're like, let me check out your show first. Because most people say, oh, yeah, sure. That you are like a little skeptical there. Like, let me check you out before I commit to anything, which I oh. appreciated. Yeah, I, I've been asked by shows before i mean i knew of your show i just wanted to like kind of check and see what your your vibe is but i i've regretted saying yes to things before because then you look at it and you go oh this is really not you um toxic or oh this is not coming from a warm-hearted place which is where i like to i'm very hufflepuff you know? <laughs> all, like cuddles and warmth that's and, hilarious yeah. no we, we had this happen to us at um uh a uh, pickup artist convention yes that's what i was thinking about too sometimes 
Yeah. We, we thought it would be great to be the, you know, speakers at a pickup artist. Wow. And they did not realize After that they were three getting days. us. Oh. And the, the leaders of the organization started like reprimanding us and, and b- debating us during, during the, talk? the talk. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Because we were kind of the anti-pickup artists. They, did, we didn't, they didn't realize they were getting the anti-pickup artists. Oh, my God. I want that challenge. I'm so jealous Well, right we now. actually got a major kick out of it and made videos about it. it so if you want to see I want, that. I want cold as well in that situation. <laughs> oh, no. If you want to watch our recap of it, it's definitely um, available on our YouTube channel, uh, Sex Talk with My Mom, the pickup artist. It, it's, I think it's called, is it called Casual Sex? I, yeah, I think so. So I'm curious. Um, huh. When you, as your podcast was was picking up and and taking off, uh, you said it was like you were not prepared for it. What, in what ways were you not prepared for it, and how did you grow with it? Um, I think because I was, I had worked in production previous to that, so just like helping out on movie sets and TV sets and stuff, like no big deal. Um, even though it sounds fancy if you're not from LA. Um, and all my friends are in the industry in some way are creators and artists and things. And I just was had shifted to sex ed and like health. Basically, I was focused on public health um, through the lens of, of positive sexuality and, and just access to good information. So to suddenly be in the industry again in front of the mic I was okay with that. I'd never thought about the attention that I would get from being the person talking on a microphone. Mm. So I'd never, it never, like I always really love, I love the power of, I mean, we're talking on mics, we're just sitting in a room and yet thousands, if not 10,000 or millions of people can listen to this and mm-hmm. be inspired and get new ideas. That is so powerful and exciting. And I've always, always, always loved the power of broadcast. I'd never thought about what it meant to be the person talking on the mic and mm. what that might mean to be seen. Like it was, um, so that was intense. Were people recognizing you on the no, street? No, or, nothing like that. But they were emailing and tweeting at you. Yeah, it was just a lot of, just looking at traffic numbers was like intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think, just yeah, didn't think, you, you just jumped in head I, first. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't think about it. Also because the you know Nerdist hadn't expanded their network yet. So we didn't know if it was going to be anything that anybody would care about and you know, a lot of people care yeah right? the intersection of sex and nerdism is like very yeah. strong and, what and does the, that mean by the way that we were thinking about that what do you mean that you're a sex nerd um okay so i like to be concise i am a little lazy like let me just how can i describe this in the least words possible so we can move on <laughs> and you know i don't like being called an expert it feels silly i mean it's just, and even experts are only expert in a very specific way, even though we assume that they know about a ton of things. So I'm really curious, aggressively curious, like obnoxiously curious, and I've been called nerd before in, in mean ways. Um, I don't have the history of being bullied as a kid as a nerd. So, I mean, and I feel for people who are like that because that's like a whole level. It's like a huge level of, of nerd history. Seriously. Um, but really, I just kind of went, well, I'm... I'm a nerd. I'm a sex nerd. You know, like I have, I bring a curious, aggressive and socially awkward sort of vibe to a lot of interests I have and conversations, but I'm specifically want to drill into sex more. So anyway, I'm a sex nerd. It just sort of came to me. So I'm like, well, what about just sex nerd Sandra? That's me. That's, so and, good. And it would, it would be just, it was like kind of intense, but people I told like loved it. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's just what I'll, that's, because I don't want people to assume they're getting a sex expert. I don't want to assume people are getting something titillating. I really am. Just although very, you are, well, I, you're, you're <laughs> welcome. A byproduct, um, <laughs> right? But I'm not trying. I I don't. It doesn't interest me to turn people on. You know, if they get turned no. on, fine. But um, so sex nerd is just kind of the sweet spot for me, and it's an identity. It's just how I've always been, like since I was a kid, and um, and it turned out. And so the o- only one person in the world on the internet was using the phrase sex nerd. Oh, wow. Because I hear it all the time now. Yeah, apparently. So, and her name's Emily Nagoski, and she went on to write um, Come As You Are. She's marvelous. Yep. But her blog had like a lot of stuff going on. Sex nerd was one of them. And I was just surprised. Like, really? No one's calling themselves a sex nerd. So I'm like, well, I'm sex nerd Sandra. There. Done. Damn. And um, and it's really amazing. You know, sex geeks came later, and like people really took those terms. But no one, I I remember Nothing. It is intimidating, though. I mean, for us, it was intimidating at the beginning, I think. Podcasting? To, to, no, to talk about sex. Oh. And, and immediately, it changes your whole relationship with 
people, even your own friendship groups, your family, immediately changes your relationship because you skip over all the extra fluffy stuff. Like, you know, uh-huh. how many grandkids do you have to write down to like, how do you give the perfect blowjob? I mean, it goes like right there quickly. So everybody, it's sort of like your calling cards that people know they can talk to you about the, the deep, raw stuff. Is that what it's, you mean? Exactly. Kind of. right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's also a little scary because you're sharing with thousands of people like your intimate sex details. See, you two are sharing a lot more of your personal life than I do. Uh, like I do share when it comes up. I mean, I'm on your show, so I'm glad to, to share since I'm the guest. Mm-hmm. You haven't asked me a lot of juicy questions. I know, I've noticed. but I do have the... <laughs> we haven't <laughs> gotten there yet. me beforehand. Or um, amping it up, baby. I'm very comfortable just talking on this level of like professional... <laughs> yeah, what was it like when you started? Uh, um, but... Um, All right, let's just do it Actually, then. Actually, but I will tell you that one of the things I had to mourn and what I lost in being a professional sex educator uh, host is people stopped talking to me about sex, like my friends. So I didn't get to talk about sex with my friends because they felt like they were making me work. So I didn't get to have like, oh, like, oh my God, I would like last night this happened. I don't even know what it means because all of a sudden I had to know everything. Oh. So I hate that too. That. I hate that when people come to me like, my friends say, you're, you're a sex bird, Karen. So tell me about this. I'm like, no, don't put me in that. And then if you do something wrong, they're like, but you're the relationship right. expert. And yeah, like, it's a surprise. Like, yeah, I'm a person. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually a human being and I do, you know, yeah. make mistakes and don't yeah. always follow the rules. Surprisingly, I don't get a lot of that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, who, I, I do have these. This is I'm very excited to to announce this new segment of the show <laughs> called Rapid Fire Sex Cues. Oh. We're going to have a better name for it. But for now, that that's exactly what this is. Uh, I came up with I, I'm up to 12 now. Sex questions. I think she answered one or two already. You so. might have. So. Feel free to take okay. as long. Pass, you can pass on these if you don't want to. Do I have to be fast? Do I have to talk? Is this short? You yeah. don't need to be too much <laughs> right. fast. In okay. fact, I prefer if you guys are fast your, so you're you get in into like it. sports ready position. Yeah, leaning Body forward. Length. She's leaning forward. Okay. Who knows? She's got her tennis moves going. So in, in, if it's a boring question, we can, we can move on and I'll never ask it again. Okay. okay. So how did you learn about sex growing up? Oh, I, I mean, my dad was great at giving me basic reproductive information. I went to Catholic school and everyone else thought storks and I knew about like ov- ovaries and the uterus. And oh, stuff. Was he a wow. doctor or something medical? No, no. He grew up in a very religious household with a lot of sex shame. And so he wanted to make sure I had like basics. So, I mean, I didn't really learn about like healthy relationships till I was much older. So it wasn't perfect, but at least he gave me some basics. So um, I had a really good foundation that way. Yeah, Are you an only child? Lucky. No, I'm, I'm the oldest of three. Oh. Did you give your other siblings the same talk? I gave my youngest sibling um, a talk, but really she doesn't even remember it. Like there is no sex talk. It's a lifetime of of just feeding your kid like a little bit of good, healthy information that's age appropriate over time. That's, I love that. Yeah. That's exactly That's it. very good. Okay. Next <laughs> nice. question. In three words, how would you describe the first time you had sex? Oh, consensual, uh, sexy, and pleasurable. Oh, man. See, because I, I really believe, that's my question, by the way. I think it's the only question I ask. I really believe that that sets the tone for the rest of your life. If you have a great experience like that, sounds like you did. It was great. Yeah, it was great. I then, mean, it did hurt and because it, it was with a penis and, and the person, you know. Punctured? Uh, let's not say punctured. Also, <laughs> did I have a hymen? Probably, no. I probably didn't have a hymen at that point because I was already like kind of being like, what's up in here? Do you want to say how old <laughs> you but, were? Like, I was 14. You're yeah. a youngster. Uh, I was ready. Like, I was really ready. <laughs> like, that dog. switch went on. I don't know if I was a horn dog, but, like, my body, I, I was fully ready and present. Wow. And, and it was like, yes. And, and you found the right guy. Yeah, we were together two months. And oh. it was funny. The, the breakup was uh, mutual. And what's funny is that years and years later, I don't know, I messaged him about something on Facebook. And he said, by the way, I am so sorry about he apologized I, and to this day I don't know what he was apologizing about but I think <laughs> I think he probably had the narrative that he used me to have sex or something oh, but like wow. we were kind of we were so hot for each other and we felt it felt so warm and good and right was he your wow. age yeah oh yeah we were the same age mm-hmm. we were on the wrestling team together whoa oh, wrestling yeah. moves alright so how about this one tell us about your most memorable sex experience oh that's I don't have the most memorable. I mean, what's coming up? I mean, I just get flashes of booties and faces and <laughs> moments, you know? I mean... Booties and faces. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I can't... That is... 
people often ask, what's the most embarrassing this? What's the most memorable this? It's like, it's such a story of a lifetime. I don't have a most memorable. Mm. Sorry, bro. All right. No worries. Moving on. What is the number one thing that turns you on? Oh my God. Um, right. Uh, intimacy. And for me, now for me, but for me to be, feel intimate with someone, that means like vulnerable and open like a lot, like the stage needs to be set. It takes a while to get to there. Mm. And it's actually a very rare thing for me to be, um, feel fully intimate and trusting. So like, this, this is my, this is also the same for me. Yeah. Uh, and I feel the same way, which, which is why I think why I have such trouble with casual sex because I'm mm. like, this is like, if it's in such a casual plane, it's very unlikely we're going to be super mm-hmm. intimate. And, well, I, I've worked on it so that, if I want to have like a casual encounter, like let's say I'm at a play party and mm-hmm. you know, like a friend of mine's there and I'm like, Hey, you know, I like the idea of us making out. What do you think? You know, and just sort of negotiate, like maybe just sort of like a lighthearted encounter. I've learned how to make sure that I feel safe enough to have a positive experience, mm-hmm. but that's not going to be comparative to the intimacy of being alone with somebody that I've um, really developed something with. I also imagine at a play party, you're with people that you just met for the first time. Not necessarily. So that, has that ever happened, or I've been at, I've been I've been in a lot of spaces where people are naked. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. And those <laughs> those and that's not necessarily sexualizing, um, but also there's in a corner people having sex. Like so, I've had opportunities to just be present in those spaces. And yeah, sometimes I didn't know anyone. Like I was invited to a play party while I was working in some city and they're like, you're here, like come to our party. And I just ended up at like a Bacchanalia orgy. And I'm like, all right. Well, okay, yeah, what, sure. w- what was your first experience like going to a play party? First one was terrible. I went to a, on, it was online open invitation to go to a club for like swingers or like where it was just a dance club. And then from there, because they could see like the couple that we were attractive, they invited us to the party down the street that was happening. And it was just, it was like a grandparents home covered in wicker and pictures of grandkids. And it was a very, um, that's real sexy. Like my partner and I did have a little bit of sensual experience on, on, on the, uh, living room couch or living room um bed and like a bunch of dudes just came running to like watch like oh this is not this Whoa. is weird Whoa. like people are desperate for some erotic action in this oh place it's so God. strange yeah Ooh. but if I, you I, liked if you're an exhibitionist that would be cool yeah i guess it sure i think i just didn't know what i was walking into and it's funny i've never had an experience like that i since most of the experiences i've, I've had sex is kind of just a natural thing that people do in the place but you can also go to the bouncy house or you can like hang out and play board games like it's just an option there's a the pool dancing. like hot yeah break dance no greek dancing, greek dancing. you don't have like oh greek dancing or i was i didn't actually go but i was invited to one that happened to have greek greek dancing for some reason interesting yeah <laughs> <laughs> tell me more i didn't get to go but my oh. mom was very upset uh when i when she said i when i told her i was interested i was in the greek wanting to hear about it. a really cool play party and he tells me about Greek dancing. So. <laughs> I, 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 invite me next time. I want to <laughs> see. <laughs> okay, we are you and Zorba. We do we conclude that that question or yeah, we we're got, done. We intimacy, we got. Okay, intimacy. All right. What is your greatest asset in the bedroom? Oh, um, my brain is so big. Did you see, <laughs> mm, biggest asset. I think presence and the ability to stop and check in and it not ruining the moment. I think that's something that I had to develop. Um, But I find that when I can summon the bravery to pause and check in or like say like, Ooh, can we just cuddle for a minute? You know, or like, can we stop this hard humping and just chill? Like what comes, what kind of grows and out of that is more powerful and exciting and pleasurable. Wow. That's super important for people to hear. I think. Thank you. You know, the, yeah. the, the idea of it doesn't have to all be so intense. Can't we stop mm-hmm. and play? And mm-hmm. even and intensity doesn't just, have to lead to orgasm. Yeah. It can be intense and then be chill and then intense yeah, and then chill. It could be going like up and down. I think the yeah. other thing that stands out to me is the fact that like even you, a sex nerd, are, are have to have these sometimes awkward moments during oh oh super uh, i have so much awkward you don't even know the amount of awkward (laughs) yeah dating is so hard i have such a hard time with dating like i just 
stressed out. Completely. So everyone has to deal with this. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure many people don't have the level of just ingrained uh, social. I have a pretty high level of social anxiety and just general discomfort with oh. things like I am the ritual of dating now. Now we have the waiter. Oh, hello, waiter. Oh, <laughs> am I doing it right? Ah, run. Like I just want to run. It is kind of like uh, a job interview type feeling. It, it feel it, there's a rhythm to it and I, I always have the urge to break the, the cycle, break the pattern and like do something else, um, which makes me also kind of a cheap date because I'm like, can we just go for a walk? <laughs> like, can we just go straight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually think walking is key for like a good date for like, if you can get that energy out and like you can direct your attention in, into other places outside of just you and the other person. Yes, back a and shared, forth. a shared yes. activity, especially for nerdy, like, highly cerebral people that's really helpful yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, what's your zodiac sign i'm you know capricorn but why do, are you not a fan of zodiac or is, is i don't like it when people ask me my sign and then go oh that makes sense i didn't i, just, I didn't say that i know i know no, but, but you just asking said me that, that had you had I, she said something i like, was thinking i actually don't know you well enough to know if you're a capricorn because i don't know that much about capricorns but i know they're hard workers that's all i know sweet you should have a zodiac sign question on your mother I should because yeah. that is yeah, very give me my hard. give me my astrological astrological Astro- reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, I'm not that good. Okay, here's one. How do you choose who to have sex with? <laughs> these I, I these questions are so funny because they're just like, how do you do that? Like, um, but yeah, rapid fire. I've never thought about that. If it feels right, and if they're interested, also, I mean, if we both are a yes to it, I mean, enthusiastic yes is key. I'm no longer going to take a maybe or like a oh yeah sure maybe. Like, I'm just like you don't do hmm. a lot of pity fucking. No, I mean, I <laughs> I want to make sure that the other person is a hell yes as well. Like, who wouldn't be? The, uh, unfortunately, for the people listening to this podcast, they don't realize how pretty you are, and you know, who and is, and assuming that yeah. that means that anyone I come on to has to have sex with me because they must be down for it is already setting me up for accidentally coercing someone into sex hmm. you know because like somebody who can't get an erection let's say when they're with me that's a sign that they're not feeling safe now they may feel relaxed but something about their body is not um quite there yet um or maybe they're not aroused but those are the two two things that tend to really feed into erection and and genital blood flow and hmm. orgasm so like yeah I know that I can be attractive to a lot of people. That doesn't mean that they're down for swapping fluids with me. Oh, you know? fascinating. So like making sure, so who do I choose to have sex with? Well, first, are they a hell yes? Am I a hell yes? Or, mm-hmm. or if we're curious, what we can, what can we do to make it a hell yes if we want to? Where does alcohol and weed fit into any of that? It's funny. I had to really change my sex ed game because I realized that most of the stories and, and issues people were coming to me, they wouldn't necessarily mention it, but they were all alcohol and drug um, fed. And I have a history of mainly having sober sex, not because I'm sober, but just because I just don't tend to drink a lot or do anything. Um, I mean, I dabble. <laughs> Let me get it straight. I dabble. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't have a lot of, I'm also kinky. That's a, what that means is like I like power play and impact play and, and sort of like rough housing. And for that, you oh, yeah, know, wrestling. the wrestling comes out. Wrestling. Sure, yeah, I'm scrappy. I'm small, but I'm scrappy. Um, <laughs> so you don't want to be imbibing. You want to be fully present in your experience. You don't want to hurt yourself accidentally or anything. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Why did you look at me when she said I, that? I, yeah. was, I yeah. obviously agree with that. And, uh, we, and did, we might differ in that situation. <laughs> so... Um, I'm not judging anybody else for what they do. It's just, it's my style. It's, it's not to drink much. I am. Okay. So <laughs> here we Thank, have, Thanks, Cam. so this, this question I wrote down and I was not sure if this is an appropriate question. So feel free to pass on this one. Bring it. How many people have you slept with? Okay. So how do we define sleeping with? Mm, are, are you, are you curious how many vagina. dicks have been in my vagina? Yes. Are you curious how many genitals have been near my face? Mm. Are you curious about how many people I've been naked with and close with? Like, that no. last one, I no, think. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Naked and close is pretty good. I would have thousands. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, not thousands. No, just but like it, how it, many it, people it, have you shared a sexual space with? So you know, well, that and then that means like play parties. Or I would say like hundreds. Yeah, no, but in, intentionally with someone. One. You know what? I've made a decision. I'm not She's going passing. to tell you. Okay. With Love the, it. 
But thank that's you for the, but thank you for literally, asking. That is a tough question, Cam, because there is a huge difference to me between sexual intercourse and everything else. But I love it. Moving right along. <laughs> uh, I still think we should keep it on though for other people. No, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, who knows? You might get some good answers. I mean these these last ones get a little racier. Okay, what is your preference when it comes to anal? Um, you can also pass. Pain free. Pain free is a good. <laughs> I mean, I love anal. I don't. I don't get around to it much. To me, <laughs> a, really, anal pleasure—at least for me—receiving is a deeper level. I need a deeper level of arousal than a vaginal or any other pleasure. Like my body has to be so ready to have a rocking experience. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's unusual it, it actually takes for more you. Work. I think again that it applies to everyone. It, it is. It's not something you're going to just jump into. Like, some some, knowing some people are. Well, I mean. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I need to be highly aroused. <laughs> um, uh, please do, don't think I'm, you know, Miss Perfect over here. Also, I'm agender, so it's weird when I say like Miss or call a gender myself. I'm like, uh, what does that even mean? But um, <laughs> yes, I'm I'm a yes to anal. I also really appreciate anal play on other people, um, especially people who feel like they're not supposed to. Is or like, Eli. ooh, it's extra naughty because I'm a man. And I'm just like, hee 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 hee. So that's fun. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Uh, how often do you watch porn and what's your opinion on it, on porn? Um, I forget that porn exists and then like once in a while I'll be like, oh yeah, and then I go just down a long rabbit hole. I'm really into like... A long rabbit hole? Like, I love GIF porn right now. Like um, my friend, uh, Lady Cheeky, she at like, ladycheeky.com, she's just, just scroll, it's just tons of GIFs and yes, I say GIFs, screw you. Um, well, what do you mean? It's supposed to be GIFs? Yeah, a lot of people want to say GIFs and I'm like, no. I don't have any idea if it's GIF or GIF now. Actually, I don't even really understand what the means GIF porn. I feel like I'm in the minority of saying GIF. Okay, but yeah. what in God's name is GIF or GIF porn? Yeah. It's just it's snapshots of porn that just cycle through. So it's just like da 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 But maybe it's like a boob, like a grazing of a boob over and over again. And you're just like, yes, yeah. It's like the hottest oh, moments of porn just picked out um, into GIF. So that's hot for me right now. Uh, I have not checked it out. Yeah, because you know when you I don't know about you, for when you fantasize if you do, but for me I'll just get flashes of like like if I think of a fantasy like like throw out a fantasy, like a, like a role play fantasy or an interaction fantasy. You throw it out, Cam, because you know whatever I say is gonna be obnoxious. Uh, a doctor patient. Okay, perfect, perfect example. So if you and I were talking and negotiating something like we want to do that, you might be imagining something totally different. So if I fantasize about that, I might think of, oh, the lab coat's important to me. That's hot. So I might imagine just the lab coat. So like a flash of that. So like a gif of a flash of like someone walking with a lab coat might be hot. Or like, oh, wow. like, the, like, the, like the sliding in of a speculum might be hot for somebody. It doesn't really do it for me, but like what is your mind flash? Like what is, or the sound of something. So it's recognizing those little sparks in your brain of what about the doctor-patient relationship turns you on, and then that. So, like gifs are kind of like the visual form of. This is wild. The cliff notes of yeah. a full-length porn movie. Oh, I'll have to. Yeah, so I'll that's another that way. Out. Yeah. No, but it's true. Like I, I'm thinking, like if I watch porn, it one time I'm watching one scene can keep me in that fantasy for like a month or two. Or I can go back to it, but I'm probably just getting the little flashes that you were speaking of. Yeah. Not yeah. like the whole entire scene. Right, yeah, it's just those like moments where yeah. you just rewind, rewind, rewind. Yeah. Hmm. But like, I think maybe, and I always wonder about this too, because I think men watch porn and think about porn differently. Like I always thought of women needing like sort of like this story of the doctor patient or whatever, whereas men would just like, let's just check out the fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not as gendered. There is some gender differences, but it's not as gendered as we really imagine it is. Like there's plenty of different crews of, Women, men, and differently gendered people that are really drawn to just hardcore boning, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, love yeah. The, I love the fist pumping. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> if we're talking about sex, I guess I should do silent duck. Woo! <laughs> we're almost... We, we got two more questions. Okay, let's do it. When was the last time you had sex? Yesterday. Whoa, okay. <laughs> there was no hesitation either. And Like 12 hours ago. I'm like, okay. It was great. Is that what that glow is around you? I'm feeling pretty great today. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was a good time. And have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa? Yeah. Uh, not walked in on. No. You've never walked in on them, but they've walked in on you. No. Opposite. 
Oh, you so walked in on that as video. a kid. I walked in on my parents having sex. I didn't see anything. Luckily, there was they were under the covers, but I was just like, Whoa, okay, moving, moving on. Um, but no, I was never, I was never walked in by a parent. I don't With, know if I've ever been walked in on anyone by anyone. Come to think of it, no, that's because you're always doing things publicly. <laughs> no, it's plenty of private. <laughs> just kidding. I should probably count how many play parties I've been to because I don't have sex at every play party I go to. So I go to them to socialize also because a lot of people with different identities um, like and go to them. So like kinky people or um, genderqueer people. And so it's also a place of community. It's not just for the hardcore boning. I have an idea. What? We're going to talk about play parties in our Patreon bonus episode. Ooh, for If oh, you guys want to listen, idea. go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. <laughs> Uh, that's how you get them see I'm launching my Patreon and starting my podcast again so this is I'm learning from everybody else like oh, that's how you so get l- let's how hear you what, get them. Yeah. what is your Patreon uh, IRL I assume it will be <laughs> I assume it will be Patreon what, what is yours Patreon backslash patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom yeah okay so mine will be patreon.com backslash sex nerd Sandra is it there now no it I mean, will be maybe but, in a few weeks yeah. when this episode okay, airs okay that's true that's true yeah and uh, you're restarting your podcast I'm not gonna ask you when it's gonna come out yeah don't but just don't. Because be, be on alert be on high alert yeah we're in November right now recording this and yeah, I'm really excited. I'm just, I love that I have the energy to do it because I was so burnt out for the last couple of years. I, I needed to do other so things. So you did it's it for how awesome. many years and then you stopped? I started in 2011 and stopped. Like I started to not release them regularly like in 2015, 16, like in there. Um, yeah. I, uh, is there anything else you wanted to plug to our listeners? Um, no, but I will, I have one last bit of information I would love to share and I just learned this and it really is fascinating. HIV... We don't know a lot about that, like generally. Like I learned about it a lot in the 90s, right? And then recently I did a big study up. Half the people in the United States that have the HIV virus cannot pass it on if they tried. Whoa. That's how good our medicine is now. Yahoo for HIV So I just, I just wanted to share that. The CDC, all the major, like everybody, all the doctors agree. Like it's an exciting time for HIV, like fighting so please, anyway please still wear condoms peeps obviously obviously but like there's a lot of there's just i prefer when we don't judge people and get afraid of things we don't have to be so i appreciate that. feeling real real empowered right now you two thank you very feeling much real sexual uh thank you so much for coming on the show thank being, you, being the first uh a contender contestant to play the rapid fire How did sex I questions do? game you, you nailed it i, I give mean, you an a plus th- thank you this was awesome um yeah, we had a great time talking with you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.